how to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to episode 382, where I sat down with the director, Claire Niederbrum. In this interview, we talk about some of her work for the Hallmark Channel, movies like You Light Up My Christmas, The Christmas Bow, Holiday for Heroes, One December Night, and A Royal Gorgie Christmas. This work actually led her to something a little bit different, though. Known for making Christmas in every frame, she was approached by Vince Vaughn's company to do more of a raunchy holiday comedy. In Christmas with the Campbells, Jessie, played by Brittany Snow, gets dumped right after holidays from her boyfriend Sean, Alex Moffat from SNL. His parents convince her to still spend Christmas with them, along with Sean's handsome cousin, played by Justin Long. In this interview, Claire talks about making Hallmark movies, working with Vince Vaughn on a raunchy comedy, following your inner voice as a female director, why young creators have to constantly prove themselves, and the difficulties of filming on location. You can also look for clips of this interview on YouTube under Creative Principles. You know, I, I mean, just storytelling in general has always been a part of my life, and I grew up watching films and connecting with people uh, family and friends, um, you know, around the TV and watching your favorite film. And I think uh, that really just instilled this idea of, of how powerful of a medium it can be. Um, but, you know, I went to school, I thought I wanted to be an actor, uh, did that for a little while and basically came into directing because I was a failed actor, but it was like a beautiful failure <laughs> that led me to you know directing which which honestly is is so incredibly fulfilling was there anything you kind of learned from acting or that might have changed your perspective about like how to deal with actors on set or you know some of the conversations you might have absolutely you know I mean just having been in acting class uh for as long as I did you know you just learn the vernacular and you you understand how different actors approach their character um and so it just gave me that foundation of communication really that's that's the biggest thing and uh you know but each actor is different and one thing I love about directing is figuring out what they respond to you know certain actors love a lot of direction need, crave a lot of direction a lot don't um and it's really just figuring out how each of them communicate about emotions hmm. um, and and then and then being able to get that across the screen. Um, but yeah, definitely having that and also knowing what it feels like to be in the hot seat of being an actor hmm. that just also gives you empathy for knowing uh, for that feeling of pressure, you know, and uh, and knowing kind of what triggers and it's it's really a lot about feeling safe and feeling like you're enough and feeling like you you have this a lot of directing is just encouraging people to do what they're great at doing but yeah I feel super lucky that I I had that experience because I think I use it in my directing um all the time 
Was there any, and you're, uh, I'm looking at IMDb, so your career is relatively young and early on. Was there any difficulties uh, being a woman and trying to be a director, anything like that, that kind of stood out to you? You know, I think um, besides the obvious things that we've gone through as, as women, um, I actually have found it to be a wonderful experience. I think females generally kind of, <laughs> I hate to say it, but uh, we're built a little bit to be directors because so much of being a director is about following your intuition and listening to that inner voice. And I think as females, we've always had to do that because we've been adapting our whole life and, and, you know, just, just how we grow up and our bodies and all of that. And so using all of that and putting it into directing and being able to empathize and sympathize, you know, I mean, that just is kind of more of a feminine quality in general. I mean, these are general generalizations, but I think it's a superpower to, uh, <laughs> to be able to bring that female energy into a room. And I have really been super lucky that I've worked with a lot of producers who've been nothing but supportive. Um, I think the only thing is, you know, it's like, you're, you know, I'm, I am, relatively young in my career. And I, uh, I think the only thing that I really deal with is having to prove myself a little bit more than perhaps a male director would feel. And sometimes I have to say things three times, you know, and, and I see a male director only have to say it once, but I think overall it's, uh, it's mostly like being a female is a superpower. And so if you can tap into those things it's different but it's not worse um and i think you know females are make wonderful directors but really you know it's it's about personality and i think you know the the industry is is shifting um and we're starting to have those conversations and we're starting to understand what the difference is and i see it you know i see it in my coworkers and stuff that they just think twice before maybe saying something or or understanding if it's specific because I am a woman or, you know, things like that. So we're moving in the right direction for sure. Uh, but I, I honestly, I have mostly just felt supported. Was there any, so you spent some time on set as an actor before you started directing. Um, was there any misconceptions you had about directing that really surprised you when you kind of moved over? Oh my gosh. So many, where do I start? Um, I think the thing about directing and my fellow directors will feel this is you don't know what it is until you're doing it because you know there's I worked crew as well I worked as a production designer and a costume designer and so you understand those departments but as a director you really have to take in everything it's like you're just constantly being asked questions and you're constantly having to put out fires um which is what I love about it but the thing actually that surprised me the most and this happened like the first couple, oh gosh, maybe it was like the first week into me directing. Um, and it was like, you know, we were on like our 13th hour going into overtime, lights weren't working, you know, it was like that moment when everything's kind of going to crap. And my producer very lovingly, but smartly was like, but I was just annoyed. And he's like, but you can't have that attitude because you are the leader. Mm. And it's true. Like in those moments, you have to be motivating. You have to have the stamina and you, because everyone vibes off the director's energy. So if the director's feeling like this is going to crap, 
everyone else starts to feel that way, you know, and that's really like the leadership part of it that uh, is a hard lesson to learn because, you know, you're so concerned about your shots and your performances, but a lot of it too is, is you have to motivate your cast and crew to, uh, to do their job and, and people want the mood and the vibe on set to feel like we're all in this together. And I, I really think that comes from a director. So tell me about some of your, before we get to your latest film, like how did you get first get some of these like TV movie directing jobs? Um, what, what kind of lane did you kind of open up for yourself with that? And where do you guys shoot at as well? Are these shot in LA or all over or where are they kind of shot at? Um, so the way I, I got into directing, I wrote um, a modern adaptation of Little Women and uh, I co-wrote it with um, another writer. And uh, and then I just kind of walked into the room and said, I am going to direct this. Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, it did relatively well, but it was very it's very like family friendly film. Um, and then one of my producers started working at the Hallmark Channel and I uh, started to get hired with them. And it was has is such a wonderful experience mm -hmm. working with hallmark they're a wonderful company to work for and super intelligent executives and uh and they make a lot of films <laughs> so you get a lot of opportunity if they like you uh but really it was like getting my phd in directing because i have spent most of my days you know since since I started directing on set, which um, as directors know, it's, it's sometimes you don't always get that many days on set. And we film them all on location, which has been so great. So, uh, you know, I've got to go to Iceland. Uh, I've gotten to go to Ireland and Bulgaria, uh, but as well as like Utah, which is also where we shot Christmas with the Campbells um, in Connecticut. So really all over. Um, I mean, I'm sure, you know, a lot of it is dependent on tax breaks and things like that. But also being able to, you know, uh, shoot on a glacier in Iceland without having really to scout it first, like that tests you as a director, no matter what channel you're filming it for, you know, so uh yeah, so I've been really lucky. And it's funny because I don't think I've really ever shot a full thing on on a stage, um, which everyone says it's so easy, but I like being out in the elements and, and I like, you know, being able to use your environment and have to find your light and use and block in a a real house, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. Is there anything that particularly surprised you about? Like, it seems like these type of movies and your newest movie as well, you're you're shooting in snow, which can already be difficult. Uh, anything like any tips about shooting in snow? <laughs> oh my gosh. The, the poor, <laughs> you know, it's, the snow is so beautiful. I love shooting in the snow. It's the temperature. That's the problem <laughs> because as soon as your cameras get too cold and your poor focus pullers, they have to take their gloves off and their hands are frozen and your actors are freezing. Um, but I think it's worth it because you feel that on film, you know, you, you can feel that your actors are cold. Um, I mean, winter light is so pretty to shoot in because it's that low light and it reflects off the snow. I mean, really, it's just about using, um, using the elements to your favor. Um, I guess my only tip would be like, get a onesie because it's the warmest thing you can wear in the snow. <laughs> no, but you know, I mean, it's just, I, I love shooting real snow. I love shooting on location. And I think the hardest thing is you have to keep your actors in a certain mindset and that can be hard when they're out in the elements. 
Was there any, so I'm, I'm, I'll make some assumptions. You correct me where I'm wrong. I'm assuming they came to you because of your expertise in filming these type of movies, but Christmas with the Camels is a bit of a, a raunchy comedy. Like, um, how did you kind of get involved with it? Was there any hesitation because of that? Like, you know, any thoughts you had like that? Yeah, they definitely, you know, were looking for someone who knew this genre, knew the Hallmark-ish brand or that that sort of family-friendly Christmas brand. Yeah. Um, and so that's how I first, you know, got put up for the job. Um, and then I met with um, Vince Vaughn and Peter Billingsley, the producers, and Dan Lagana, who's the writer. And, you know, we I kind of got an idea of what they were going for, which essentially was like, you know what they call kind of a love letter to Hallmark and then <laughs> and an R-rated version of it, an R-rated Hallmark movie, you know? And I was just really excited because I felt confident that I could bring my knowledge of my past Christmas movies, sprinkle some of that magic in, and then let them spice it up the the way they do, you know? So it was kind of it was a beautiful match of me knowing, you know, we gotta have Christmas in every frame and we have to have enough snow and we have to have all these these honestly visual elements that make a Christmas movie yeah. um, and then kind of let the actors and the writers just uh, tackle the dialogue. And we really wanted, you know, that juxtaposition of like the beautiful visual of Christmas and keeping the magic of Christmas and then surprising people kind of with, uh, with some of the dialogue. So no, I honestly, I wasn't hesitant. I was just so excited. I mean, Vince Vaughn is like, you know, such a legend. And he taught me so much about comedy. And this cast was was so wonderful. I was just, I was just really excited to learn. And I did. I learned a lot. What do you think? Um, I mean, the movie definitely works. What do you think kind of works about the movie? Is it the fact that like the characters don't know, like you could go a little further and be more satirical, but like, Justin Long is delivering these lines of dialogue very seriously, despite how kind of ridiculous they are. Is that kind of the main thing, really? Yeah, we definitely, you know, I mean, what, it took us a second to figure out tonally what we wanted. And a lot of it was like, we would take it too far and then be like, that one, that's too far. You know, we understand now what we, where we live, the world we live in. But we also wanted to make sure that people were rooting for this characters and that we believed in this love story. So a lot of it was making sure that the actors stay grounded um, and truthful, you know, to who the character that they were playing um, and then allow them to find what kind of jokes their character would be saying. So it's not about the joke, right? It's about the character's motivation. And that's very much, you know, how Vince tackles storytelling is, is through character motivation. Um, so it was always coming from that. And then once they kind of found their voice, they could play with it. Um, and I think one of the things that really makes it work is Brittany Snow's character, you know, is kind of um, reacting to a lot of the craziness and in the way that we as the audience would also react and right. so to me that's kind of she really grounds the whole film because you're like I'll go on this journey with you was there anything different for you kind of seeing because you haven't really specialized in like comedies per se there are comedy in those other movies but anything like that that was um maybe made you worry a little bit about anything Oh yeah. I mean, it's so intimidating to tackle comedy. It's so hard, you know, but, um, 
I think a lot of it is making a lot of my job. I felt like was making sure that the camera was capturing the magic. You know, it's like go ahead and play actors, but my job is to make sure I get it on film. Um, because a lot of times we were doing improvisation um, while we were on set. You know, and it was it was like you know making sure that it was cuttable and that we could use the stuff that was coming at at us. And you know, and also. Also timing, you know, like timing was a huge thing. And I was just lucky that I had, you know, my producers there that were helping me, you know, make sure the rhythm was correct. Um, you know, as far as like shot selection goes, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty standard and we just wanted to make it beautiful and make sure we could see everyone's pretty eyes. And, but a lot of it is about like that, uh, you know, that, that tempo that comedy has and also, making sure that it's understood, you know, that it's not confusing. Um, and, but yeah, really a lot of it was just like, okay, go play. And I have to <laughs> make sure we get that on camera. Was there any talk about in terms of like finding the tone and where this was going? Like, I think it's going to be a theatrical release and then AMC plus was, did you guys know that in the beginning or were you, is that something that comes later? Like, I'm wondering if there's anything that kind of dictated the tone about where it's going to end up. You know, um, I think when we first started filming, we did know it was with AMC Plus, um, but they have worked with Wild West Productions before, which is Benson Peters production company. Um, and they really gave give them freedom. They completely trust them. They're, um, you know, wonderful to work with. And I think they just, they know that uh, Wild West knows comedy and and they were like, just go ahead and, and make the best film that you can. Um, you know, I mean, we we didn't have a lot of shooting days. We didn't have that many resources, but what we did have is a lot of talented people. Um, so, you know, we we really just wanted to tell a story. We weren't thinking too much about where it was going to land, but it did kind of feel like an experiment, you know. And I think Ben said that a few times. Like, this is an experiment to see if this works because it does feel very different than most of the uh, Christmas genre movies out there. And we weren't sh sure, you know. It took a second to find the tone, um, but in the end, you know, I think I think we got there. Was there any comparisons you guys talked about? Like, I know a couple of years ago, this wasn't a comedy, but Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon did a Lifetime movie just to, they just did it straight, but it's still kind of funny because it's them. Were there any comparisons you guys had for this film or was it more about maybe Justin's work or Brittany's work or Vince's work? Yeah, we didn't really have a big reference film. I mean, we kind of just referenced the genre of film that, that, you know, I mean, Hallmark was brought up, but you know, nowadays, like everyone does this type, yeah. you know, see it on Netflix, Lifetime, all, all over the place. Um, and it's like the, all that sweetness. And then we wanted to add, you know, the spice to it. So a lot of times it was just making sure that it looked like uh, it could be, you know, if you like had this movie on mute, you could just think that it was your very, your, your typical um Christmas movie <laughs> and then you hear Alex Moffat say a few lines you're like oh wait no it's not um and so we just we wanted it to feel like surprising when the jokes would come you know and and have it but also be able to stay true to the genre so it was really more about talking about that um 
you know, it was like our, what we're, what we're making is like a Hallmark movie mixed with wedding crashers or something. And and this is, you know, kind of where we landed. And is that kind of too, like the raunchy aspects I'm thinking of uh, Alex's character, also George Went and Julia Duffy, the parents are probably the, is that kind of how you kind of see it? The side characters can maybe get away with more in something like this than our main characters can. I think so. I mean, I think I think as long as you believe their relationship with each other and like with Julia and George, it was really fun because it just started with, um, you know, some like sex strokes and they sold it so well. And they were, you know, they had such great chemistry with each other that we Vince just kept adding more and more of them in the film. Um, but it was really I mean, I think the reason it works is because they play it so real, you know, right. even though it's ridiculous. It's like but you believe these people, you know, you believe that they exist in the world. Um, so, you know, but they're, but they're such, they're such talented actors that of course they brought that to it. You know, no one was playing it too broad. No one was playing it unrealistic. It was all about, um, you know, keeping it grounded, even though you're saying ridiculous things. Are there any other, um, maybe surprises people might not know about these types of films like what are the shooting days like how much time do you typically get and some of those things yeah I mean they're always really quick on this Christmas with the Campbells we had 17 days on like a Hallmark I usually get about 15 um which is crazy (laughs) I mean you're barely uh, being able to get it together but it's also um you know if you have the right crew and the right cast it's it's a great experience but um yeah, I mean, you know, it's really about creating the magic of Christmas, which I think I've said, and always having, you know, twinkly lights and a lot of snow and just that feeling of like anything's possible at Christmas time, mm-hmm. you know, and there's always a little bit of magic in the air and everyone wants to fall in love during Christmas time and and just creating that feeling of like being cozy by the fire is what we're always, always going for, you know, and and it's always a story about family because who are you with on Christmas? Hopefully your family. <laughs> um, but you know, that's what I loved about Christmas, the Campbell's like, we found this beautiful house that we got to film at. Um, and you know, you're like, I want to go, I want to go spend Christmas with the Campbell's. I want to be there. <laughs> you know, So um, yeah, I mean, they're really, you know, they're quick shooting days and uh, like very quick turnaround for these types of films um but kind of that's just kind of how filmmaking seems to be these days you know it's like um always have two cameras always you know hopefully maybe sometimes a third and and you make the most with what you have and you're just moving really quick and you hope you hired the right crew and cast to be able to keep that going I guess that's something too you'd have to kind of do based on the location you're going to that's kind of a last minute hope right did you really shoot four movies last year or was there some like pandemic overlap (laughs) I did actually um it was a crazy year uh but like thanks to Hallmark mostly um you know we only shoot those for three weeks three weeks prep three weeks shoot uh and then post is really quick so you can kind of move from one to the other I maybe moved too quick last year (laughs) I maybe was a little burnout uh but no I loved it and you know we get to shoot on location and and film in these beautiful places and stuff but 
you know, I mean, each, even though you're kind of doing a genre, I really take each script as if it's its own and you're not trying to just create a brand. You're really trying to serve the story and find out what makes these characters different and unique and, and fall in love. Like it should all be, you know, motivated by the characters and by the script. So that's hopefully what I do. I don't know if I always do it, but that's what I'm going for. <laughs> I think we're almost out of time. You get a lot of great advice already. I think kind of your break-in story you might recommend is you did some acting, but you also came in with wearing two hats, a writer and director and an adaptation. Um, any other advice to kind of help people break in a first time director, maybe even advice for young women trying to break in? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times writing is, is the secret weapon because uh, that's really how you can get your voice out there. I would encourage everyone to always be writing um, so that you can, you know, sell yourself to be the director as well, because you know the material because you have sat with it for hours and hours. But also, I would say get on set like you don't know how to run a crew unless you've worked crew. And so much of the job is running crew. And even if it's like, you know, just getting people coffee or you know, standing, <laughs> standing outside, telling people be quiet. I mean, it's, you get to watch a director, you get to watch how actors work. And the more time you can spend on set, no matter which department you're in, you're just soaking up so much without even realizing it. And I think that that's, you know, that's what I realized, like my first week of directing is, oh, I have spent the last decade, mostly on set in different departments. And it makes it more seamless to go in there and if you understand how a department works, you understand how to run it. And the only way you can know that is to work. And essentially a director's running almost every department. So, you know, I would just encourage people to get on set and get writing. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning into the show. So many great lessons on screenwriting there. If you're looking for some more information though, some more about the craft of writing for television, uh, we have a new course called Script Mastermind, where we have 21 of our proven experts telling you how to write for television, how to write a screenplay, how to break in, things like that. Uh, this includes shows of Gordon-Levitt, Judd Apatow, also the writers of shows like Handmaid's Tale, Mosquito Coast, Hunters, Solar Opposites, Resident Alien, WandaVision, the list goes on and on. Check that out. Uh, you can get this all right now for $1 at scriptmastermind.com television. That is the television screenwriting masterclass. It is at scriptmastermind.com slash television. We'll see you next time with a new episode.